We're joined now on Sports Talk on News Talk ZB by NRL caller out of Fox, Matt Russell. Real pleasure to have you on the program, Matt. Welcome to the mess. How big is this weekend going to be, providing we're actually going to have a game of football come Sunday, mate? <laughs> G'day, Darcy. It's a great week, isn't it? Grand final week is a fantastic week to be alive. But this week, there are a few abnormalities. Firstly, we're talking about the grand final being held in Queensland for the first time. And now we're talking about whether the grand final is going to be held at all because of a COVID spike in southeast Queensland. We know that the Anastasia Palaszczuk government takes a no-nonsense approach to any cases, locking the state down four times already with only single-figure cases. Well, guess what? We're back to single-figure cases of community transmission, but the state remains open. The cynics say that's because of the grand final on Sunday night. The Premier says, no, as soon as we get a mystery case, something we can't account for, then we're shutting it down, which means that Peter Volandis, Andrew Abdo and all the NRL hierarchy aren't sleeping very well at all because they could have their world come crashing down around them any morning now, depending on these case numbers. Yeah, they've got the ability, though, to move pretty fast. I think we've seen that, especially from Volandis, and, and work very quick off the seat of his pants. So plan B, should that happen? Townsville next weekend, is that the best? That's the best, but it will be Townsville originally on Sunday. They'll just move the game from Sunday evening Brisbane to Sunday evening Townsville. But if it's too close to that time when the call is made, they won't logistically be able to get that done. So you might see it getting knocked back a week. But then again, if they lock down Brisbane, as has been her uh, way, she generally locks down the state, which means Townsville plan B will be out of the equation. There is a push today. There are top-level discussions about moving the grand final back to Sydney, maybe on October 17. So after Freedom Day here in New South Wales, October 11, which is being forecast, to give players another two weeks off and then play the grand final at Stadium Australia, as it's called now, the Olympic precinct, where it would have originally been played uh, on October 17 with a crowd capacity of 50% or 40,000 people. So still a lot to happen, but all this is null and void if there are no more unaccounted cases of community transmission in Queensland. Well, we were on the way down up until a few days ago, Matt, and suddenly we went up to, you know, 25 cases, 40 cases, whatever it was, and now we're back up at 19. So, yeah, on an absolute knife edge, I really feel for you guys. Let's just pretend, though, that this is all going well and we've got a grand final and it's coming up on Sunday and we've got two tremendous teams fighting it out. Where's the love, do you think, across Australia? Where does it sit? With what side? You know what? And I'm not saying this to be a fence-sitter. I'm really struggling to gain more love for one side than the other because the storylines are so good. South Sydney, a foundation club with so many supporters. There's a random South guy and gal everywhere, isn't there? And they've got Adam Reynolds, their highest point scorer in club history, playing his final game for the club. The super coach, Wayne Bennett, in his 10th grand final, trying to win an eighth premiership and, and doing so uh, at another club. You've got Benji Marshall, the Kiwi star who started in 2003 and has milked his career for everything it is worth, overcoming shoulder injuries, setbacks on numerous fronts to play in a grand final. So great storylines for South Sydney. Then you jump over to Penrith, who are trying to make good on last year's heartbreaking grand final defeat to Melbourne. They're trying to uh, celebrate the father and son combination of Ivan Cleary, who hasn't won a premiership as a coach. The former Warriors coach got close in 2011, didn't he? And then... His son, Nathan, who's bound to win a grand final at some stage, or is he? Because nothing is for certain as the salary cap bites in coming seasons. Is this the only chance that Ivan and Nathan will get to win a premiership 
as father-son combination. So, so many storylines. As a result, I'm really finding that people are 50-50. And a lot of people are saying that's a bit like the scoreline might be, suspecting it could be something like 22-all with 10 to play. If that's the case, it'll be a great spectacle. Yeah, but will it be that higher scorer? When you think about it, when you take into account the teams are playing, what happened last week, I suppose the, 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 the tension on these guys, are we thinking it might actually be high double digits or more, Matt? I can understand arguments both ways. Now, Penrith have been remarkably resilient defensively in seeing off Melbourne last week, in seeing off Parramatta before that, giving up just the six points on each occasion. And South Sydney in week one of the finals, when they beat Penrith, they showed their defensive resolve. They were fantastic in bullying the Penrith forwards and these exciting outside backs. So if all that is brought to the table again, yes, defence will rule, but it will be a warm afternoon slash evening in Queensland if we get the game played at Suncorp Stadium. After a dry day, we're atop of 30 degrees. The surface will be tailor-made for points. I think the pressure... As, as silly as it sounds, comes off the teams a little bit now that they're into the grand final. I think we'll see defence win the game, but I don't know whether we'll see the same uh, leniency when it comes to allowing points we've seen in recent weeks. I, I, I think the winner might go past 20 points. So, Matt Russell, what's more important, the men coming off the bench or the spine? In this one, it's a very good question. Obviously, it's the spine, but when you look at the bench, South Sydney, Jai Arrow has been fantastic off the bench. Tom Burgess has been. Benji Marshall can play a role off the bench. You jump over to Penrith where Liam Martin has had a great impact off the bench, and he's part of a, a really strong bench combination with Spencer Linu coming in as well now that Moses Leota has gone into the starting role because Pangai's out. So, look, the benches will be important, but at the end of the day, the blokes who are going to be playing the majority, if not all of the 80 minutes, are your spines, and both of them have genuine claims on a premiership. But, you know, I'll take up too much air time if I go through every player in each team uh, who makes up the spine, and they're, they're pluses because there are plenty of them. Apart from to say, we're going to see two great spines going at it, and I'm just absorbed by this halfback battle. Uh, Adam Reynolds, a supreme kicker, nursing a gammy groin um, against Nathan Cleary, a supreme kicker running with his shoulder just hanging on by a few threads apparently so both halfbacks are beaten up but they loom as potential match winners for their teams which is stating the obvious I know well I'll keep stating the obvious are we expecting to see the props aim straight at the halves on both sides it's going to be a bit of a collision fest earlier on the piece we're just trying to wipe them out Absolutely. Adam Reynolds and Nathan Cleary will feel like they're standing in the middle of the highway with a trucky convoy coming at them because they're just going to be aiming their big bodies trying to antagonise the groin of Adam Reynolds who doesn't know how well he'll be able to kick in general play and whether he'll be able to goal kick at all given that Blake Taft did that last weekend. And then you've got Nathan Cleary who has at times been really troubled by a shoulder that will have surgery three days after the grand final to reconstruct. He has so far nursed this injury um, since returning from origin period where he picked it up really really well but we could be 10 minutes into a grand final and if big tom burgess or someone starting like a tavita totola um or a mark nichols aims that shoulder and it pops out of place mm. ooh, what happens there for penrith so yeah it, it will be they're going to be targets but they know that that's part of the game what about the bloke in the middle is jared sutton like to keep his whistle in his back pocket I'm sure he would, but I don't think he will if he thinks that both teams are offending. He's an experienced referee now. He's done every origin this year. He's into his fifth grand final straight. If Jared has his way, we won't even know he's on the field. 
But we know that that doesn't always happen. It won't always be allowed to happen in high-pressure rugby league games. And um, there has been some talk, hasn't there, about the referees and about the intrusion of trainers and about adjudicating tries and different misdemeanours in the field. I'd be surprised if there's not a couple of controversial moments that you are talking about next week, Darcy. 